This is internationally best-selling indie author, Michael Brent Collings, inviting you to join me at bestsellerlife.com DCR to unlock my tips, tricks, and hacks for a successful writing career. So go to bestsellerlife.com DCR and kickstart your writing adventure today. This is Daniel. And this is Krebs. This is Alton. And I am Matai. And you're listening to Dungeon Crawlers Radio, the greatest geek podcast out there. All right, everyone, welcome to an exciting interview here at Dragon Steel 2023. Woohoo, Dragon Steel! Yes, we are here with author Ryan O'Neill to talk about his Dark Tidings, the Darkborn Saga, book one. So thanks uh, for taking time out of this. The craziness oh, of the convention. Oh, thanks for coming over to talk to me. Yeah. This is uh, exciting. So tell us a little bit about your book. I mean, it's you got a fascinating cover. That attracts the eye immediately. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked a little bit before, to, you know, the interview of the premise. So let's let's talk about that. So the the premise is, is the, the protagonist, Kale, is... Uh, Destined to predestined to be this this figure that the Darkborn, who is sort of the the chosen one of the bad guys, if you will, and the the heart of the story is his internal struggle to sort of the the push to fulfill that destiny or to be someone heroic and who can be a force for good mm-hmm. and so it's it's kind of the, the tug of war with his soul nice now there's something really unique uh with the animal companion that he yes. has with so him. his his magic uh comes from death okay and so he he is a a, a type of necromancer and his animal companion is a uh, wolf that he raised from the dead uh, named mishik nice now, so what made you or what inspired you to write this series? So I w- have always been really intrigued by the idea of a, a protagonist necromancer. It's, it's a character archetype mm-hmm. I've always really enjoyed, mm-hmm. but they're, they're always bad guys. Yeah. Uh, they're always, you know, the, the, the boss at the end of the D&D quest. Yes. Uh, I, and so I wanted, there's there something about the juxtaposition of magic that is based on things dying, and so that that's, that's inherently dark and kind of evil, yeah. but someone who could take that and use it for good. Okay. And so that, that, that is what sort of intrigued me, and that's what kind of got the ball rolling. Nice. So, I mean, obviously it says book one, so yes. there's more to come. Uh, is this like a trilogy? Uh, or what? I, I have uh, five books five currently book planned okay. out. I'm I'm about a third, more or less, through the uh, second one okay. right now. Nice. Awesome. And so, what's your association with Dragon Stealer Brandon Sanderson? Um, I, I don't actually have any official association. Uh, it's he, your first time here at a, yeah, the first convention. time here. Uh, he he opened it up for uh, public uh, um, applicants to yeah. exhibit, and uh, I was accepted, and here That's I am. Awesome. So what does it mean to you uh, to be here at this Dragonsteel convention? Oh, it's, it's so awesome. It, it's such, it's such an, a humbling opportunity to, to meet people like you, to meet all these fans. Uh, you know, we all, we all, we're all here because we, we love fantasy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I, I just, it, it, this is, it, it's, it's overwhelming, to be perfectly honest. Uh, yeah. You know, I, 
six months ago, I, I didn't even know I had a book. <laughs> I, would just, I just had a couple chapters written of something that I just sort of like, yeah, this is neat, and here I am. So it's, it's all been a bit of a whirlwind. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing process. You, know, you mentioned something like holding your book for the first time. You, know, you spend yeah. all this time writing it, putting, pouring yourself, your love into writing this story, and then you open that box. And the book is sitting there, and you see the cover, and you can hold it in your hand. It's an amazing feeling. Absolutely surreal. I mean, it just the, the, the notion that something that was sort of an idea in my head, mm-hmm. I can now pick up and hold and I know share with the world is, is incredible. That, it, that is amazing. So what is something that is, besides the fact that your main character's a necromancer, he's using this, what, you, what most people would consider a dark power for the sake of good, what other unique elements do you have in your story? I, I would say uh, the the uh, his companion, the the wolf Mishik, is is unique to it. He he's, the he serves as sort of the almost the the moral guardrail because uh, there's always kind of that that push inside of the main character Kale mm-hmm. to to fall into those you know kind of evil intentions that his powers give him. Okay. And, and his wolf is kind of his sort of companion to keep him from going over the deep end. Okay. Very nice. Uh, so if you, if you love dogs, great book. <laughs> so where can our uh, listeners find out more about you and about your books? Um, I have a website, at ryanoneillbooks.com. It's available on uh, Amazon and Kindle. The audiobook is coming out soon. Um, right. It's in the QA process with Audible right now. That's awesome. Okay, folks. So if you like dark magic, you like something unique and interesting, but still in the fantasy realm, check out Ryan O'Neill's book, Dark Tidings, the Darkborn Saga Book One. This sounds like a fantastic and amazing read. So check it out and support another amazing author. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ryan. Hey, DCR fans. Do you ever dream of quitting your job to become a successful writer? This is internationally best-selling indie author and friend of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, Michael Brent Collings, inviting you to join me at bestsellerlife.com DCR to unlock my tips, tricks, and hacks for a successful writing career. A portion of every sale at bestsellerlife.com DCR goes to support Dungeon Crawlers Radio. And even better, another portion goes to charity. So go to bestsellerlife.com slash DCR and kickstart your writing adventure today. All right, Dungeon Crawlers, we are here with Kristen Nguyen, who's got a wonderful series of books here. Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself and your books, please. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm from Sacramento, California. and um, Shout out to my California homies. And my first book was actually inspired by Homer's Iliad. It was supposed to be a standalone, and it actually morphed into a four-book series. Um, it's been an amazing adventure learning about myself as a writer and also just kind of learning about my characters. I am what's called a pantser, so I so don't... So am I. It's so much fun. You never know what's coming out of your, your mind. You really don't. Um, so... Basically, I let the characters tell me the story, so I go on an adventure just as much as you guys. Wow, that's amazing. Now, the first thing I notice is the art direction on the covers here. A lot of these are like photographs, it looks like. Tell me about the, the art direction and how you got people 
do this and how you pick your cover. If that's a photo, I don't know how you did it. I, I, I don't want to be in that room. That's, no. There's some scary eyes. Uh, Nightmare Blood, If you volume four. Uh, I really hope that's not real. <laughs> if, Unfortunately. It is? Oh, no. <laughs> no, so um, the first book, King's Blood, I wanted to create a character who is, if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, is like my Gandalf. Okay. She comes when she's needed, and it helps display the magic. So I took the picture at the uh, Sacramento State Capitol. And then as I progressed, I took the um, picture. I didn't, I'm sorry, my husband took the pictures for books one and three. And the second one was at an arboretum, actually, nearby at UC Davis, a local college. Okay. And as we go through... I found a wonderful person on Fiverr. So for Nightmare Blood, unfortunately, it is not real. But <laughs> if you see the cover, the concept came from a stick person. So that they, they work their magic, and it's just it's beautiful. Wow. Well, the covers are absolutely beautiful. Thank so you. give us a, a quick idea of what happens in these stories. What's the, the concept that really dr- brings your readers in? So... Uh, one of our main antagonists, or protagonists, it's a multi-POV uh, series, okay. Alverick. He's just come back from what he thought was going to be a simple training exercise at the spice mines in the northern border. What turned out to be a simple training exercise was actually a planned ambush, and his whole routine was killed. Ugh. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and so, as he goes to warn the king, trouble comes a knock, knock, knocking. And so that kicks us off with the War of the Nations. But at the same time, as I believe I said earlier, it's inspired by the Iliad. With every good Greek mythology story, you have the gods who have decided to come and meddle as well. Nice. Oh, I'm sorry. And so it becomes a nice chess game of who's manipulating who, the people and the gods. Nice. Wow. I do like that. Uh, You have wonderful covers. I mean... The balance between what looks like something that's been, you know, created uh, through a creative eye with using, you know, because you have photos to to non-photos, but every cover captures the essence of these books, it seems like. And the fact that you have this woven story arc where you have, you know, manipulations through politics and everything, let alone the gods messing around with stuff. It just sounds like a wonderful idea. And I love this tagline where it says, in the darkness there's always light. You know, despite this cover being really spooky, <laughs> it's like, okay, so what? Where? where's the, the light? Where's the hope despite that? So now I want to read all four to get to that point just so I know. I mean, that, that's, that's the great thing about covers. And, I mean, the story you've pitched is f- fantastic. So besides this, it looks like you have a couple other books over there. I do, yes. I have a two-book urban fantasy series, okay. Dragon Script and Lost Chapter. And uh, it follows the story of Cass. She's your average college 20-year-old studying mm-hmm. anthropology and just living her best life. But then she discovers that she has been tasked with saving the four dragons of the world from an evil organization older than Merlin. But she can't fin- fail her finals. Okay. So what did you find more difficult or challenging to write you know, your fantasy series or the urban fantasy? Definitely the urban fantasy. Really? Yeah. Okay, why, why that? You, to be honest, I don't know why, but I struggle with writing stuff in, like, modern worlds okay. and stuff. Whereas when it's fantasy, it's what I've always grown up reading. Mm-hmm. I read uh, Dave Farland or Dave Wolverton, yep. depending upon how you know him as. Yep. Um, Tolkien, you know, 
the greats. Yes. Uh, C.S. Lewis. And so it's kind of just, I feel I'm part of the mythical world as opposed to being out here. Okay. That, I, I find that very interesting. I, I've talked to other authors, and they, they've always say they lean towards urban fantasy because they don't have to do all the world building. There's just a lot of assumption. So it's interesting that you say, no, I'm more, I like the fantasy. The urban stuff is more difficult to write. So that's interesting. Yeah. Now, is this your first time at uh, Dragonsteel? Yes, and it's a little overwhelming because it's very big, but it's also super fun. I've met a bunch of really cool people already, awesome. and I've had a blast so far. Well, that's wonderful. So how does it, how does it feel for you to be here as a, a, a somewhat new author uh, at a convention that's a, a, that revolves around a pretty famous author? It's a little overwhelming because I have a lot to live up to because Brandon is such an amazing author. You know, I've been reading him since I was in college. So what, 2006 or seven? I started with Elantris. And just everyone expects that great caliber of writing. I heard Christopher Paolini's here. So, you know, you expect yeah. that great author. And every author that I've talked to has uh, imposter syndrome. Oh, we all do. And so... You always think that, you know, oh, someone's going to call you out for being, you know, a sham. And I'm just afraid that shoe's going to fall at some point. Wow. Well, it is, it is great to have you here. And I think that there's a lot of people that would feel like you do. Brandon's opening this up to give other authors their chance to shine. And your books certainly do. Oh, thank, thank, you. thank you so much. So where can our listeners find your books that aren't here? So I have my books available on my website at dragonscript.net. Okay. My books are also available on Amazon.com. Okay. And I have some of them on ebook right now. I'm working on converting all of them to ebook, and then hopefully soon I'll also have some audiobooks available. Okay. Well, folks, there's another great set of books that not only are you know does she have multiple series. There are multiple books in the series that you can pick up. So you know, if you're looking for a Christmas gift or something for a loved one or even a new book series to read, uh, check it out. So we'll catch Thank you next you, time. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us.